and we're rolling. They see me rolling. They hate it. Right. <laughs> They're trolling. Oh trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Yes, we can't. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Why? I'm singing it. As long as it's not no, the official... No, you literally can't as anymore. As even, uh, not that we're even monetised, but you literally can't anymore. <laughs> even if... Um... Fran, we would have to be monetised <laughs> in the first place to be demonetised. <laughs> is it... Who sings it? Is it Flowrider? I can tell you. I can't remember. I have no idea, but I don't think they're going to give a shit about us given that we have <laughs> about 30 listeners. Yeah, 30 great listeners. <laughs> Hi, guys. No, I'm, jo- I'm just kidding, guys. We, we fucking love you. You're our... <laughs> I am. Um, it's fine. I finished my exams today. Woohoo! Did you? Yeah. Mate, that's so good. So, what do you actually have left to do? Oh, God. I actually still have so much stuff. Is it all um, coursework? Yeah, so I've got two essays to write. Yeah. Some coursework and a speaking uh-huh. exam that's all due in August. August? Oh, that's. You've got loads of time then. We've had some requests to. Um, have we? Yeah, we've had some requests to film these podcasts. Oh, oh my god, yeah. But um, we probably will <laughs> for the time being. Yeah. I mean, maybe look maybe at us in a right couple now. maybe in look a month at, or so. I'm sorry, but I'm not fucking putting a camera on me when I'm wearing these this goddamn headset. Look at it. <laughs> right. Shall we start? Basically we're recording this. Cass is obviously at home at the moment and I'm in uh, at uni. So we're recording this like separately on FaceTime. So yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a hard try and get us in sync. There, there is a time difference, which is really annoying. <laughs> time difference? No, I mean like, I mean, I mean that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different time zone. Right? They're, one, they're one hour ahead over there. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back to A High State of Mind with... Fran. And Cass. So this week is Mental Health Awareness Week from the 10th to the 16th of May. That is the UK's Mental Health Awareness Week. So Mm -hmm. in the spirit of that, this week's episode is going to be about mental health. Well, specifically, it's going to be about anxiety and like panic disorder. Um, Obviously, quick trigger warning, um, if that is something that affects you and you don't feel like you can listen to this episode, literally no problem. Just skip this one and come back next week. Obviously, we're not going to be talking about anything too um, deep. I've got a piece of carrot on my finger. <laughs> I don't know. I like the um, um, the Devon accent really popped out then. My finger. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got a piece of carrot on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're not going to go into it's, any like gory detail or anything, you know. Yeah, we're going to try and keep it like too scary yeah but obviously like if there is something you're currently struggling with and you don't feel like you can sit and listen to it yeah then please feel free enough. to um turn us off and shut us the fuck up right now okay so like i said we're going to be focusing on anxiety and panic disorder yeah. um it is something that both me and Cass struggle with well i mean anxiety for me but not panic disorder for me yeah but obviously we're not we're not experts we don't claim to be I'm sure we said this probably 20 times every single episode but this is something that me and Cass have been dealing with I know for me I've been doing this since my whole like adolescent life um, yeah adult life um so yeah I know (laughs) and over the years I've learned a few things um and ways to help cope with it and Mm -hmm. 
you know we've both had our rough times and and Ooh, our yeah. like better times and like I said neither of us are perfect like it's not something you can really cure unfortunately no. but there's definitely tons of things you can do there's to... ways of of managing it a hundred percent man keeping it at like a manageable level yeah where it doesn't take over your life exactly and I think part of the reason that we wanted to talk about this this week is obviously one because it's mental health awareness week so it's very uh topical but also because um like we said both of us have struggled with it but Mm -hmm. honestly I think I think mental health is something that isn't spoken about enough yeah exactly it's something that pretty much everyone is going to experience a struggle with at some point in their lives whether or not it's like directly happening to them or it's happening to someone that they know and that they care about or whatever like your the human mind is such a fundamental part of human life that there is such a slim chance that a mental health issue regardless of whether it's like an actual disorder or um you know just general like uh stress and stre- like, yeah stress yeah, anxiety like, life yeah everyone's gonna have yeah. rough patches and 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 part of the um boys and girls yes men, men and women like everyone and all those in between you know we love our days um <laughs> all the days um uh, but the way to you know there, there, there's such a stigma around talking about mental health and um part of the reason that we wanted to talk about it today to you guys is that you know we want to we want to help remove that stigma and i mean not that we're going to have much of an impact but still the more that people Every talk about helps. it the more that people are going to want to talk about it and the more that people will feel able to and that's the most important thing is that yeah. you feel comfortable talking about stuff like this because yeah. it is fundamentally a part of the human life so and also real quickly like i'm very aware that you know, me and Cass and our friends, we're very open with each other and we're very lucky that we have that yeah, relationship we're really where, lucky. you know, a lot of us struggle with similar things or even if we don't, we're very We have some understanding of it. Yeah, but we also know that's not the case for everyone. Some people don't, either don't have anyone they can talk to about it or don't feel like they do. Comfortable talking or don't, about it. Yeah, they don't feel like they can talk about it. Or yeah. they, or they might not even know, they might not even know the, have an understanding that's how they of what's feel. going on. Yeah. yeah that's such a big thing God, i know that yeah, was I've... really a big thing for me but i'll get into that later so going off of that just quickly some resources if if you are struggling with mental health problems <clears throat> or generally just like feeling low feeling stressed out some mm-hmm. really good places to go obviously first port of call is your gp and i know that like gps are not always the most useful but at least if you register it with someone. I've actually had a very positive experience with my GP and I think I'm very lucky for that yeah um but I also know there are people that have had less Shit experiences yeah yeah I'm really sorry I'm just cutting you off there go for but it the man. one thing that always frustrated me is I was so for years and years I was terrified I turned up to a GP and I tell them how I feel and they go you're fine there's nothing wrong with you yes yes literally that was such a big thing but i know i know there's something wrong with me i know there's something wrong with me like i just know it i know that the way i react to things isn't the way that most people react to things Mm -hmm. it's that fear of being shut down and and having your feelings invalidated but realistically whatever you're feeling is valid like that's why I honestly think the worst thing that you will get going to a doctor is just them being a bit blunt being okay you have this you need to do this they're never going to turn around and say that's not true yeah 
which is such a terrifying and especially with anxiety Mm-hmm. It's about work. One of the main things is working yourself up about, you yeah, I'm going to believe you, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're they they being dramatic. Will. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we can get on to how we found the RGP and like getting help our experiences in a second. Yeah. This is probably going to be a bit of a rambly podcast because. Yes. I mean, when are we not fucking rambly? Let's be real. But aside from the GP, some other really good organizations that you can go to specifically in the UK is um, www.mind.org.uk or mm-hmm. www. <laughs> I said that so really or mentalhealth.org.uk We'll put all of these in our bios. Yeah, we, we'll put them in the bios. Um, episode. If you can't, if you can't get onto the internet, you can call the Samaritans for free twenty four seven on one one six one two three, and that's from the UK. Or mm-hmm. if you can't call, um, there is a crisis text line. It's called Shout Crisis Text Line. So if you text Shout to eight five two five eight, someone will be able to to help you yeah. via text. Yeah. So um, also, yeah, those even, are some great places. If you forget all of this information and you're really having a panic, I've had to do this recently. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, just type into Google yeah. how to get help anxiety go on the NHS webpage and there is a there's multiple links and there's phone numbers for 24 hours 7 days a week helplines that will talk to you and yeah. either give you some advice or redirect you to specialists mm-hmm. recommend what's the word uh, recommend techniques and resources to help calm yourself down or just sit there and listen they will sit there that's what I've had that's what I did a a little while ago is they just sat there and they listened to me let let me explain how I felt get it out to someone that I didn't feel like I was burdening like obviously I know that I have the most supportive friends in the world but sometimes you do need to speak to someone you don't know um that has an outside perspective and honestly it was it was really it was so what who did you speak to Fran I think it was the UK NHS Trust, I believe. And okay. from that call, I've had um, been referred to a few different mental health um, response teams, such as I think TalkWorks is a big one. Oh, and yeah, they yeah, offer, so, yeah, so TalkWorks offer free counselling or free CBT. Cognitive behavioural therapy, for those who don't know. It's kind of redirecting how your brain reacts to things. Um, I'm yet to start my course, but mm-hmm. hopefully that's something that's coming along in the next couple of weeks. Um, as well as I've been redirected yeah. to the Mortons, which is a trust in Exeter, specifically if you're in the Devon area, um, which have been really helpful. That it's just an extra person I can speak to, and they they also cover a lot of the out of um, the normal out of hours like times, like for example six pm onwards or like weekends and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I found I found it a really positive experience actually. But that's really good. But just if there, if you, if we obviously we're throwing a lot of information at you at the minute, and if you do get to a point where you don't remember, just do what I did because I've been told about the Samaritans and this and that so many mm-hmm. times. And when I was in that place, I was just like, I need to talk to someone now. And yeah. I, didn't know what to do. I feel so like I when you when you panic like that as well, it's it's really difficult to recall all of these things that people have yeah. told you about about managing it and and who you can reach out to and stuff, yeah. which is obviously like a really shit part of it as well. But like you said, there are ways of of when you're in that sort of crisis mode to reach out. Obviously, the first step is always the hardest, but there are services there to support yeah, you, if you, if yeah. you if you need them and if you want them. And also, I just wanted to add, that is the first time I've ever had to call someone like that. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never done it. I, I, I've that was the first time I did it, and it was just because you know, obviously it's exam week here or exam mm. month and extra at the minute, so a lot, not many people were in the house. Um, I didn't feel like I had any, could turn to anything else. I could barely like get myself to stand up and make myself a drink because I was just completely dissociating. And I was yeah. like, I just need to talk to someone. And I'd never done it before, and I was terrified to do it. I was shaking as I was calling them, so I was so scared. And they were so yeah. lovely and understanding and caring. And I don't know what I expected them to be, but it, but made, it wasn't that. No, it just it makes sense that these are people. They're trained. Their their job is to be there to support you. That's why they're there. Mm-hmm. If they didn't want to do that, they wouldn't be there. And you know, yeah. a large amount of these people, a large group of these people, are volunteers so that are choosing. Do you do you want to give us so, like a quick rundown of what your journey with mental health has been? And yeah, like... sure. People that know me or have known me for a few years now know that I'm not. It's not exactly rare for me to have a panic attack. I've had many friends have to calm me <laughs> down, um, like yes. sit there, like breathe with me, feel the earth, breathe with me. <laughs> Do you, remember that time? do you remember do you remember when we were we were in like we'd gone for a drive and we were in a car park and you started like having a panic attack and i was like take your shoes off take and off walk around shoes. the car park <laughs> but it did help it did it help helps. it's it grounding it, it really helps you ground yourself well i think that was one time when i was with um i was with cassie and I, cassie no cass was at home and i was an extra and i had a panic attack and she was like telling me put this put this put this she was going through a technique which really helped and I was on the phone to her with my head just on the floor on the carpet and like do you remember you were like now put your head on the floor and I was like really and she's like yeah put your head on the floor so I was like bent over over this couch with my head like just on the floor on my own like someone walked in the house crying with my head like not crying even lying on the, on the floor I was like kind of half standing up with my head just on the floor like I frown oh okay and I would have said, honestly, no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no. <laughs> no. Not really. <laughs> Sips our wine. Um, yeah, I'm just going to take a big old swig of that wine. Like I was saying, if you know me, you know that I'm not exactly a stranger to panic attacks. I, I, I remember having them when I was a little child as well. Like, I've kind That's of had horrible. them ever since. Yeah, I, I've had them ever since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are you know centered around claustrophobia i'm very claustrophobic i don't do well in um those sorts of like tight space environments at all this is okay this is the thing it's like a controlled if if i'm in control of where i am if i've gone here because i want to and i can leave at any point i'm fine if it's like people are around me and i want to get out but no one will let me out okay yeah fair enough like oh yeah like um like crowds yeah yeah you don't have a great time in crowds yeah (laughs) It was Heather and Libby had to pull me over the front barrier, like the actual front front barrier of yeah, the weekend. wireless. Yeah, wireless. That was like a meter yeah, away from weird. from the weekend. I didn't see anything. Libby, bless her, was just like recording the whole thing, like woo. France mid panic attack, like being dragged over the fucking barriers at a <laughs> festival, and lips is there, and I went like, yeah, the weekend. <laughs> Abel, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, so like I was saying, I've had panic attacks ever since I was younger. Um, in the October of last year, so October 2020, I got officially diagnosed with generalised anxiety and panic disorder. Panic disorder is basically kind yeah, of... I was going to say, can you explain that? Because even I really still don't kind of know what it is. Right, okay. So generalised anxiety is anxiety that is triggered, could be triggered by something specific or... Um, it could be a constant feeling of stress or you know being overwhelmed or like, nervous 
There's a whole spectrum of anxiety, like. Yeah. And then, so panic disorder is, so yes, you have your panic attacks. If you have panic attacks, it doesn't necessarily mean you have panic disorder. It It is a symptom, obviously, but that's not necessarily like, they don't always go hand in hand. There's other things that come along with it. Um, when I got diagnosed, I went to the doctors because I thought I was ill. I didn't think it was anxiety. I thought I was unwell. I had, I kept, I kept on getting hot and cold flushes and fevers. I would just randomly start shaking for 20 minutes. I'd just be shaking with a fever, sweating. Um, that sounds fucking awful, man. Yeah. Like, Cass saw it when it was at my worst. I'd just be there yeah. shaking, couldn't talk, like, trembling. You were so unwell. Yeah, I like, was very so unwell. unwell. And I thought I had, like, the flu or something. So I went to the doctors because I was like, right, yeah, I've been getting these, like, hot flashes um like and then I like where I get really flustered and really overwhelmed and like my heart rate starts to go up and I'm shaking and all of this stuff and I was explaining my symptoms to her and she goes yeah that's that's a panic attack you're having a panic attack and I was like no I've had panic attacks before like I know what a panic attack is like we said it's different for everybody yeah exactly I just I just get them quite severely. yeah you seem to have pretty fucking bad ones <laughs> I, I do I get them really really severely they are yeah you they get, are almost like, the like the some weird acid trip when I'm having pregnancy yeah it sounds it's honestly like i haven't experienced one the way that you've experienced them but i know that i have experienced panic no yeah i've been with but, you when like, you've them. i'm fucking glad that i haven't had the ones it's not, that you've it's had. not fun it's not fun no i know and and i laugh but i laugh because i love you yeah i know you, you laugh you if you can't laugh at it you're gonna cry <laughs> yeah exactly so uh i'd rather laugh for those someone who's never had on a panic attack there's there's just kind of no way to describe it unless you've had one before it's a very intense feeling and it usually can only last up to 20 minutes or so because your adrenaline is so high your adrenaline can't manage that long so you will naturally calm yourself down after a while and obviously there's lots of other ways where you can other methods and techniques that we've learned over the years to help you calm yourself down quicker whereas panic disorder is basically your body kind of screaming at you trying to make you notice in any way shape or form to help help it and that was coming out in these panic attacks. I'm now um, mm. medicated for it. I went to the doctors in October. Like I said, the only reason I went to the doctors was because I thought I was unwell. I didn't realise it exactly. had anything to do with my mental health. But then when she asked this me is about what's my... so sorry to interrupt you really quickly. No, of course. But this is what is so like. This is what's so important about mental health is that like a lot of the time you don't even fucking know no. what's going on. No. Like you literally did not you almost didn't believe that it was anxiety yeah, yeah. when she when the doctor first yeah. told you because the only you reason because like, she, she was like well how have you been feeling like mentally and i explained all of yeah. my other things and she was like right okay well all of your symptoms are because of anxiety that's what she said to me she yeah. was like this is it's crazy how much of a physical effect it can have it on is you. mad and and the the strange thing is i'd be like yeah but i wasn't stressed about anything i was i was in my bed like watching a program or i, I was making yeah. dinner or i was doing work I didn't there was nothing in my brain that was screaming at me but it was all physical consciously though that's the thing no consciously and that's what that's what my doctor said she was like it's because you've got to a point where you're living with it so you you've accustomed to it so well that it's part of your everyday that now your body is getting to a point where it's like help me help me help Mm -hmm. me and it's doing whatever it knows to do to try and get your attention which is beyond me when she told that when she told me that I was like what the fuck yeah Yeah, reality check literally i was like thank fuck and i've always growing up i was always very against going on meds 
uh, for my anxiety because I didn't want it to. It, I think looking back, I thought as soon as I go to the doctors and I get medication and a diagnostic, this is going to define me. This is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm now this person that has to take X amount of whatever every single day. Maybe we should do that. To keep me stable. And I didn't want that to be my life. I didn't want that to be my reality. Um yeah. so it got to a point where my body was literally having to scream at me to be like, Can you help me? Please help me. I can't do this on yeah. my own. I need help. Yeah. Um and unfortunately for a lot of people, and I know this was true for me, no one could have told me to go. Um, no. to the doctors and I, I wouldn't have gone until I got to that point where sad you know if I think about it it's scary to think where I would be right now if I would even be here if I hadn't gone to the doctors because I don't mm-hmm. know if that's necessarily you know true I don't know yeah. if I would be where I am today if yeah no that's that, if that's so true and I, and I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to to be honest yeah. like I know for me especially it really took me getting to like absolute fucking yeah. rock bottom yeah. to actually finally say okay look, I, I need some does. help yeah yeah and because the same as, as well like you said you could you can't you can't make someone go and get no, help it's something really that can't. a person has to do for themselves because if if they're forced into trying to get help and they don't want that help it's not it's not going to do anything no, all it's going to no. do realistically is probably push them away or further into whatever not even push them away but just make them feel worse because yeah. like i know for me really really quick tangent yeah no, i had a couple of sessions of like counseling when i was a lot younger um at an age where it really wasn't appropriate for me not not that it wasn't appropriate for people of my age group but just for me personally like i wasn't ready yeah um and all it did was just piss me off and make me want to, like, retreat within myself more. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to talk to fucking anyone about yeah. this, let alone this this bitch, <laughs> the school counsellor, who would sit there and be like, hmm, I'm wondering why you feel that way. I'm wondering why you said this. And I was like, just fucking ask me. Yeah. But either way, regardless, like, I mean, not gonna lie, her counselling skills were shit, but... <laughs> Either way, it wouldn't have fucking helped me even if she was the best counsellor in the world because I wasn't ready to receive help. It's so frustrating because I, you know, there's people in your life that you just... And I think this is true for anyone that has got help and is in a better place. You see people around yourself. I have people from my hometown, people from uni and all walks of life that I just want to shake them and I want to scream at them and be like... Get, get some fucking help, yeah, but you can't. You need help, you like, and you're like, you, you just understand so much where they're at because mm-hmm. you were that You've person. Been there. Exactly. You, and you know that there's not really much you can do besides... Besides be there. Know, just be there for them. Exactly. And it's so frustrating, but yeah, you also can't it blame is. them because you were that person. Exactly. It's the most frustrating thing in the world, watching someone uh, repeat the same mistakes that you've made. Yeah. And like not be able to do anything, but no. equally like, yeah, you you get it because you're like I've yeah. been there, man. Like I, yeah. I I've been yeah. in that exact situation. I know exactly how you're feeling right now, or, or not even necessarily exactly, but like I get it. And yeah. and there are those, there you, is really you understand you, you empathise. Yeah, all all you can really do is, is like we said, be there for them, support mm-hmm. them, and try and gently encourage them into the right direction. Yeah, but if the more you push, the more they're gonna push back pull back yeah yeah 
I said pull back and you said push back. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, they know what we fucking mean. No, it um, is, it's very, it's, it's one of those things that it's hard to describe to someone unless you're in that position mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I just know exactly yeah. how you feel and I know how much you think you're right because I thought I was right. Yeah. But, oh God, I was wrong. Yeah. And you, you know, you get people so that are like, wrong. I was just so wrong. You get people that are like, you know, it's just not for me. Yeah, that's just not how I deal with things. And you're like, oh, I said that. I yeah. said that so oh many times. Oh my God, tell me about that. Even when I went to the doctors and after they told me, I need, they said to me, if you don't go on medication now, you're going to be like severely unwell, unwell and like at a point of no return in a month yeah. or two. And even at that point, I was still going, yeah, don't know if I should. And and I think I had a phone call with Catherine. <laughs> And they, she was like, are you fucking joking me? I will slap you around the face unless you go back and get some meds. So I did. <laughs> but I think I, I, I knew I needed to. Yeah. I knew I needed to, but I was just scared No, to. but it's, it's so is- difficult. Like, and the thing is, you can be in denial about it for so long without even fucking realising. No, yeah. Like, yeah. I know... Oh, God. My whole, my whole life, that literally, my whole life up until maybe the last year or so. Yeah. I, I just... I, I would say, like, no, I, I'm not an anxious person. I just get panic attacks sometimes, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not anxious. I just get panic attacks I just, sometimes. I just start crying and hyperventilating and shaking for And no I can't reason, breathe. But, and like, it's, and but it's fine. I'm fine. But, yeah, but I'm not, I, everyone gets that, right? right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's, oh, that's normal, isn't it? So frustrating. No, but that was literally anyway, me sorry, as well. carry on with what you saying. That, no, I was just going to say, like, that was literally me. I mean... For me, my mental health really, it, it hit rock bottom in my second year of university. And like, mm. at the beginning of that Same. year. We love uni. Oh, <laughs> we do love we uni. We love how it ruins our mental health. Woo. No, we're just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I mean, look, university stress definitely added to my poor mental health. I think sometimes it's a catalyst for like, yeah. you're on your own now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, got yeah, to actually definitely. work out how you feel and who yeah. you are. And then the things with, that like, you've been dealing with. All these things you've been dealing with your whole life suddenly yeah. just they can't be hidden by exactly. X, Y, or Z anymore. Exactly. But um, but yeah, it's gonna so, come out so, eventually, isn't it? Pardon? It's gonna come out eventually. Yeah, no, for sure. And and it <laughs> really fucking did. It fucking with me. did. <laughs> yeah, it fucking did with both of us. Lol. Cheers to that. Cheers. We're drinking wine, by the way. We're I just cheers my wine bottle better. to make a cheers noise. <laughs> Now that's sad. <laughs> I know, I'm so lonely. Cheers it yourself, because you have no one. Um, okay. That was so hard. Do you know what, Fran? On Shut an episode up. about mental health and, like, being supportive of each other, that's really, really, really insensitive. <laughs> that's really insensitive. How dare you? Mute your bloody microphone if you're going to eat your galaxy chocolate. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. And I'll, I can explain. Place. I'll explain. Stop it. She's teasing me, guys. She's... What? <laughs> yes, I don't want to look at you either. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, right. Yeah, so, so for me, my mental health really hit rock bottom in my second year of university. And, like... I was I was much the same. I was so fucking in denial. I look back at mm-hmm. how I was now. I look back at like the state that I was in and I think to myself, Jesus fucking Christ, like how yeah. could I have been so unaware? But like I don't so know many if you've had the same thing where um after you've like been put on medication and you know, kind of stabilized a bit, mm-hmm. shall we say, 
you look back and you go, can't believe that used to stress me out and I didn't realise that wasn't normal. Yeah, yeah, or I literally. Can't believe, I can't believe that I used to do this, deal with this every single day. And I, I catch myself now. Um, so, so sometimes like when, when I'm feeling a bit low or, mm-hmm. you know, say I've forgotten to take my medication for a couple of days because that really does unstabilise me. Um, I catch myself like reacting to things in the way that I used to react to things before I, I kind of understood what was actually going on in my head and like what was anxiety and what was normal. And I, and I think about it and I'm like, holy shit, like how the fuck did I do this every day? Cause I, yeah. I can barely cope with like one or two things going wrong now. Um, um, going back, going back to being in denial. So for me in my second year of university, I had friends, I literally had some of my closest friends turn around to me and say, Cass, I'm really worried about you. Like, I, I really think you should go and talk to someone. And I genuinely, 100% believing this, said to them, what do you mean? Like, I, I'm fine. Bear in mind, like, I was having a breakdown. I had, like, I had, like, this three or four thing, breakdowns in the space of two you, weeks, you man. Think it's, you think you're fine. You yeah. do. Yeah. And then it all sort of culminated a couple of months after that. And I, I was in a, a really, really bad way. And that was really rock bottom for me. But um, it took hitting that for me to finally reach out. And and I'd been saying for a while, like, okay, well, not a while, but, like, I'd been saying for maybe a couple of, like, a month or two, I'd been saying, I think maybe it's time that I I talk to someone and try and work out what's going on. But it really did take me getting to my absolute breaking point to actually go and do that. Because the first step is always the fucking hardest. Like... I remember when I made the call. So I've been in therapy for over a year now. um, And when I made that first phone call and had a phone consultation with my therapist, um, I, as soon as I, I I was halfway through the phone call and I felt just like a bead of sweat run down from my armpit, down my (laughs) entire body. And I know that's gross, but like, I mean, obviously one of the symptoms of anxiety is like excessive sweating. Um, and I, I was on the phone and I just felt it and I was like, what the fuck is that? And then, you know, five, ten minutes later, I hang up the phone. Instantly, I get a fucking panic attack. Couldn't, yeah. literally could not breathe. And I, and that was just from making the phone call to arrange an appointment and, like, briefly going into, like, what it is that I think I need help with. So it was, it, it's just mad. Like, it's mad mm. the physical reaction that it can give you. But that being said... I'm over a year into therapy now, just doing literally so much better. I look back at who I was before I started therapy and I'm almost a completely different person. Uh, it, it's really, really yeah. helped me. You have and your same values and your same yeah. sense of humour, just happier. Yeah, and just more, just able to cope with things. You're just more you, you're just more you. You're more the yeah. person like, I used to know you as and the person you like a men's speech you know what I mean oh yeah I like that I agree and I'm proud of myself I'm fucking proud of myself for for doing that because it's it was really tough but I'll I mean if you guys are interested in hearing more about (laughs) the joys of therapy then um I'll talk about it in more detail yeah we can do another episode on it yeah but um but it has been super helpful to me and I and I would recommend it to to anyone who can get it anyone regardless of what your mental state is I think it's I think it's such a useful tool to have an outside perspective on your on your life but that being said I do recognize that I'm very very privileged to be able to afford it because it it can be very expensive like I said there are there are there are other ways to get it you know yeah 
like I was saying earlier on, Talkwax is one of those. It's completely free. Yeah. You it's self referral. You don't need to be referred by a yeah. doctor. You refer yourself. Um, a lot of um, universities and colleges also yeah. have um, yeah. access to to counselling and therapy and things of that yeah. sort as well. This is one thing I found as well with um, the NHS Trust helpline that I spoke to the other day. They give you tons of different local resources for therapy, um, like just helplines as well, but also for therapy, CBT, um, you know, etc etc so that yeah. it is it is accessible also it, you can be referred to it by your gp i'm pretty sure yeah 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 but there are also self-referrals if you don't feel comfortable yeah. with your gp yeah, yeah, yeah. as well um it's just about being proactive really yeah unfortunately Which is really, it's, it's the hard. hardest thing yeah but, but it's, it's so fucking worth it so oh fucking gosh, worth so it. worth it i was gonna say should we talk about our experiences of being on medication for anxiety yeah that's literally what I was oh my say. god psychic both me and Cass are on medication for anxiety now. The I've same medication. medication. Yeah, Twins. the same medication. <laughs> so I've been on meds since October um, of last year. And Cass, how long have you been? I've been on them since um, June last year. Yeah, so coming up to a year yeah. now. Yeah, so obviously we just wanted to tell you our experiences, what we found. We just want to make it clear that obviously, 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 this is an extremely personal thing. It is different for every single person. Absolutely. Our experiences aren't going to be your experience. Your experience isn't going to be our experience. However, there are similarities and there There are are common themes that I think a lot of people in the same situation can relate to. Yeah. So some people don't get on with the first try of medication. That is not a problem at all. There are tons of different meds that you can be given to help you and it, it's just the process of finding the same the right one yeah um i was very lucky that for me the first one i was given which is sertraline if anyone's wondering it's usually the first one that people um give you has been very helpful for me yeah it and, and definitely me too. was a journey like it 100 was a journey and you know i didn't start taking it and i was better instantly if i'm honest i think my worst month that i've probably ever had was probably December of last year and that was two months into me taking that medication but it takes a few months for your body to regulate and yeah. basically it boosts the serotonin yeah so should it. we should we explain what sertraline is yeah so yeah. it's it's an SSRI which means selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor which is a fucking mouthful <laughs> but basically <laughs> yeah. the way that SSRIs work so so they're most commonly prescribed for mental health conditions such as depression but they can also be really useful in treating other things like anxiety. Um, and Fran and I both have, have been on sertraline for a little while now. Um, mm-hmm. For anxiety, both of us. Uh, so the way that they work is basically after your brain's produced serotonin, which is obviously the, the chemical that is like the happy drug, eventually your brain reabsorbs that and it goes. So the way that SSRIs work is they prevent your brain from reabsorbing the serotonin, which has already been produced. So essentially it... Um, increases it the increases the level of serotonin, of serotonin. in your bloodstream um, and keeps it at a more kind of stable amount rather than going up and down it helps it to stay kind of similar so that actually results in a lot of people feeling almost kind of numb or or not necessarily numb but they they feel less because there's not so much like variation in the highs and lows you know those waves of going up and down and up and down they're brought closer to the midline so the ups and the downs are not as steep um and that's the way that 
it helps to sort of balance you out. If you mm-hmm. want a proper explanation of SSRIs, go Google. <laughs> like I was saying, I had some of my worst months come after I started medication a couple months into it. But it doesn't work straight away. It basically has to change your chemical makeup almost into your body has to regulate the drug that's being put into you for it to start mm-hmm. working. Obviously, there's going to be an original week or so of side effects. And then it says it's up to three to six months, I think, where it really starts to help. I found my progress probably two and a half, three months was where I saw a real difference. Shall we just say a bit about our first week? <laughs> yes. Okay. Remember? Yeah. So basically, when you start taking it, it obviously quite dramatically alters your brain chemistry to begin with. So in the first, I think it's up to the first three weeks is when you're most likely to experience side effects. And and the list of side effects is uh, it's quite daunting. Um, I know for me, like the first day or the first couple of days I started taking it, I was super fucking spaced out, like... Uh, I think I got really bad Mm -hmm. headaches. Um, My heart rate was constantly really high. My pupils were really dilated. It was honestly so weird. I remember the evening of the first day I started taking it, I was taking off my makeup and I looked up into the mirror and (laughs) my pupils literally looked like I just dropped the biggest fucking bomb of Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what is going on? Some of the main uh, side effects listed on the NHS website are feeling agitated, shaky or anxious, feeling sick. Oh, yeah, the nausea was bad for me as well. Blurred vision, low sex drive, difficulty achieving achieving orgasm during sex or masturbation, and in men, difficulty obtaining or maintaining erection. Um, (laughs) Obviously, I didn't suffer with the last one. Um, (laughs) That's not funny. That's not something that should be laughed at. It's a real issue, Cass. I mean, no, it actually is. We'll, we'll talk about that another time because <laughs> I actually have a lot to say about that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so like Cass said, she those are her experiences with like when she was first taking them. I had similar things. I was very shaky, very disorientated, mm. dizzy, sick. Yeah, dizzy. I, I didn't ever throw up, but I got very dizzy and nauseous. Yeah. Um, oh, also... Some, lack sorry, of energy. Something that I just remembered as well was that one of the yeah no I had oh my god I I was the first night I started taking it I was up until I think about 4am and then I I fell asleep for like an hour and then was awake again um insomnia is also a a big side effect of sertraline um obviously the side effects are more concentrated in the first couple weeks but it can actually affect you like whilst you're taking it yeah I had that I had that um but also another thing for me was like I can't remember what it was called on the on the information leaflet, but it was something like extreme happiness. And do you remember the second day that I started taking it, we all went to Lib's house and I was like so like weirdly giddy. Do you remember? No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if the other girls would, but I was like really weirdly like happy out of nowhere. Bearing in mind, like I was in yeah, a really bad way. I didn't get that. Yeah, no, well, this is the thing. The side effects are going to be different for everyone because everyone has a different brain chemistry. But um, (laughs) that was really weird for me. I was like, I don't even know how to describe it. But but yeah. Yeah, anyway, so obviously those are the first, like, those are the side effects that happened for us in the first week or so. Mm -hmm. I would say my side of, my extreme side effects, the shakiness and 
I don't know how to describe it, but like just your whole body is shaking and you feel like you kind of have no energy inside of you. Yeah. You kind of feel like a bit of a shell. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, I had that sort of stuff maybe for the first three or four days. Um, obviously, they start you off on lower lower dosage and then yeah, they build you up to whatever dosage you are um, being prescribed. Mm-hmm. But I would say that that initial those initial side effects lasted probably for a week or so for me. Yeah, mine was like a week and a half, and then after yeah. that, it was they they were pretty much gone. I don't think yeah, I've see, really had side effects since then, apart from like when I forget to take them. Yeah, see, I, I do that quite often, which is not good. See, this is like just the perfect example where like where we see where it shows how different it is for the specific person, but that wasn't the case for me. So the first, I'd say, two to three months, um, if I ever drank, I was a mess. Oh, yeah, like yes. a scary mess. And I, my insomnia was awful. I was not really being able to help hold sleep for more than half an hour without waking up. Yeah. Um, so what would happen was it would take, I have I have diagnosed insomnia. I'm an insomniac. I've been insomniac since I was young as well. Something I've always struggled with my whole life. So there's two types of insomnia. There's falling asleep versus staying asleep. I've always had trouble, trouble falling asleep. Whereas usually once I'm asleep, I'm knocked out. I can sleep. Whereas when I was taking sertraline, or when I first started taking sertraline, I then developed the second type of insomnia, where I couldn't stay asleep. And I spoke to my doctors about this, and what they said was, actually, it is a sign that the meds are working, because with insomniacs, the reason you find it difficult to sleep is because when you go to sleep, when you when you are falling to sleep or getting ready to bed or whatever, someone with high anxiety will release a hormone um we've tried to look up we can't we think it's cortisol but we're not sure so please don't quote us but basically there's a hormone that's released in your body which then triggers you to be more alert it's a similar uh, hormone to adrenaline but it's not adrenaline um and this hormone takes up to two hours to break down so people with insomnia they this hormone is released as they're trying to go to sleep probably it's usually stress induced or anxiety induced or whatever the issue is which then means that you will stay up and you won't people with high anxiety don't often fall into the deep sleep stage of sleep because their body won't allow them to it's an alert like kind of self-preservation thing so when i started taking sertraline my body was then relaxing enough that i would fall into deep sleep I would then maybe if I woke up because I was thirsty or I needed the loo or turned over in the night or whatever, if I ever slightly got up out of that deep sleep, my body would suddenly go, shit, I was asleep. I need to wake up. I need to be awake. I need to be alert. Then it will wake me up. Same hormone would be produced two hours back to sleep. So this was, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? So (laughs) this was kind of happening to me straight for about a month or two. I ended up going on some form of sleeping pills but this was kind of affecting me for, as like I said, this is something I've always had, but I've never had that, like, not being able to fall asleep. So I was literally mm-hmm. getting maybe an hour to two hours sleep a night. I was genuinely staring at ceilings <laughs> for yeah. more time, like, than I was sleeping. Um, It was awful. I was just a shell of a human. It was, yeah, it was really hard. So I dealt with that for the first couple of months of taking sertraline before my body kind of, like, adapted and regulated yeah Mm. and now my sleeping is definitely a lot better i i will always struggle with insomnia always be something that i will deal with in high stress periods but you know 
to say that I can get eight hours sleep a night is something that I couldn't say a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, even six or five hours sleep. So, yeah. So, so we, we're making better. progress. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And like I said, like those first few months were really difficult for me. It takes time for these sorts of medications yeah. to work. You know, I had some of my worst days in, in December, but then, yeah. you know, this new year's come and there's down days, but overall. But overall, 100% hands down, it's been worth it. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I think for both of us, it's been really, really helpful. I know, especially for myself, being on medication has, has actually really helped me stabilize and and take a step back from things and look at things more rationally and that Mm -hmm. in conjunction with therapy I mean therapy really has changed my outlook on life anyway but with medication together they like I said I'm I'm almost like a completely different person I mean I'm I'm not still Cass still me give it it 100 Just a more stable cast. Yeah, more stable, exactly. And and yeah. I think the stability has been really helpful in allowing me to, like, understand and explore my mental health more. Yeah. If you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, whatever. it makes sense to me. Anyway, so, like, as you can probably tell, we could talk about this subject for hours on end. So this probably will be a bit of a longer episode. Yeah, sorry about that. Um. Also, we probably will, like dive back into some of these topics at another time Um, if you can't tell it's something that's very important to me Cass yeah no for sure I'm never one to shy away from talking about this and I just wanted to say as well finally before we move on to our last point me and Cass we're not 100% perfect better human like no issues oh god no (laughs) I wish these have been great stepping stones to a bigger journey for us and by no means are we fucking cured (laughs) only a short while ago i was lying in my bed not able to move having to call someone to Mm -hmm. help me if that doesn't say enough then you know what else can we say obviously we're not progress isn't linear basically um yeah but we do have a somewhat upwards trend for all you mathematicians out there Finally, we wanted to uh, have a little message for those of you who maybe don't experience anxiety, because as much as we're here to talk about our experiences and way we can help others that deal with this, we also want to educate those who have no fucking idea what this is. They don't deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know anything about it. But one thing that got me through a lot of my hard times was the support system of my friends who learnt and came on this journey with me on how they can best like Cassie help me out how, how they, they can, can how they can help you when you get into situations yeah which are really anxiety inducing so I think like this in general with both of us and also other friends of ours it's part of the journey has been working out how best to help each other and I think something that's really important is 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 knowing how to deal or not how to deal with someone, but how to help someone who's having a panic attack, because people are... Like we have said a thousand times, this is a completely individual Yeah, this is from our, this is from our own perspective, is, but it has applied to... Different people need different things, but we do have a lot of friends that we've made over the years. Who need similar things, basically. I've spoken to a couple of people before coming on like this podcast today, of what helps them to see if whether I'm just about to spout a, bo- a bunch of shit that is not, a f- it literally doesn't affect <laughs> anybody but me. But 
actually, no, we've spoken to people and kind of they've confirmed that actually, yes, this is exactly what helps me. This is not yeah. what helps me. I'm the same with you in this. I'm definitely doing this. So we thought we'd just give some insight for those people that if they do have a friend yeah. who is having a panic attack or them themselves is having a panic attack, maybe hasn't had one before, just yeah. to do. These are some things that we found have helped us. Number one, give them some fucking space and don't draw attention to them. Do not touch them. Don't, do yeah, not touch do, them. Uh, no, don't don't touch them unless they ask you to. Yeah. Like this, I think that for me is one of my main things. Please don't touch me unless I ask you to. Yeah. Or unless I gesture, yeah. you know, that my hand's coming out to hold my hands or... If you're going to touch them, do it in a way that like they can easily pull away from. So for instance, sometimes from when I've been around you and you're having a panic attack or vice versa, you know, I'll I'll grab your hand. And, yeah, and, and yeah. you'll squeeze my hand or I'll squeeze your hand. Something yeah. simple this like that that has minimal, like that. minimal contact that they can pull away from quite easily and say, no, 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 you know, if they and if they pull away from it, don't touch them, just talk to them. Something that is very different with a panic attack to a normal kind of down moment is you don't want to be consoled, you don't want to be hugged, you don't want someone there to embrace with you the way you would if you were crying or upset. Yeah. You need your space. And I. this is true for many people in my life I have checked this fact with them as well to see if this is if they feel the same way yeah and they all agree that the worst thing someone can do when you're having a panic attack is come up to you and go oh my god are you okay and give you a hug yeah it is the worst thing just don't go go up to them you know hold out your hand say what's going on like are you okay how can I help you tell me what I can do to help you Yeah. yeah because most of the time I mean Sadly, there are some times where someone will, will be having a panic attack and they can't verbalise, but a lot of the time they can still. Yeah. Like, and it, and if you say to them, what can I do to help you? That oh. takes the pressure off of them feeling bad about saying, don't fucking touch me. Like, give me, give me some space. You know, yeah. no one wants to be, no one wants to seem ungrateful. And I know that for me, when I'm dealing with something like that, I, I do worry that that's how I come across, but that's not the case. It's just that you need... I've had... I've had friends of mine say to me that they have, when I was having a panic attack, they've been like, oh my God, are you okay? And I've just literally been like, fuck off. <laughs> and and but I sometimes don't, I you don't need to. It. I don't remember it. It My memory, I, I have very little memory of when I have panic attacks. Yeah. Like, it kind of turns into this big blur blackout mm-hmm. session of mess. So from me, if you're one of my friends, if I'm ever rude to you when I'm having a panic attack, <laughs> Sorry, please do not take it personally. <laughs> I don't mean it. I I love you and I know that you're probably trying to do the best thing for me. But unfortunately, sometimes... Sometimes you just need that space. You need to be alone or yeah. you need to be with one person. And sometimes you don't need three or four people. I know from my personal Oh my God, if I, I had... Will either grab, I will grab Heather or you or, yeah. you know, some other, other friends, you know, and I will grab one of them. And as long as I have one of them by my side, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll be fine. But if I have three or four of them there... That's what makes it work. Well, yeah, because then, like I said, like don't draw attention to someone who's having a panic yeah, attack. Because yeah, that, yeah, hundred percent. I don't even know like the reasoning behind it, but hundred percent for me personally and for the people that I know who suffer with the same thing, that does tend to make makes it, worse. it worse. You just yeah. need one good friend who who you are close with and who you know you can trust to help bring you out of that. As long as they are informed with like yeah. the right kind of techniques to use. And I would say a second really important point is grounding. So mm-hmm. grounding, helping them ground themselves in the moment and in reality. Because a lot of the time with panic attacks, like your brain 
starts to spiral sometimes people can Mm -hmm. dissociate and what helps get your mind off of that if you don't know what dissociation is look it up <laughs> yeah uh, we've ex- we've yeah. tried to explain too many fucking mental it's health times it's very hard to explain yeah. yeah but um look it up but if if you're you know if someone's very very panicked and they can't think straight and they're potentially dissociating but even if they're not dissociating they're they're very very worked up some fundamental things that you can do is help to ground them so it, it, it's basically about sensations. So things that you can feel, things that you can hear, things that you can smell, the taste, touch. So uh, for instance, my therapist for me, uh, one time I started having a panic attack during a session and she got me to get a bit of paper and crumple it up and, and tell her how it felt in my hands. And that's a really great grounding technique. And and you can, mm-hmm. Fran, I know that you have one that, I mean, I've done it for you before where, where we list things that, we list different things that um, affect different senses. So do you want to explain that? Yeah. yeah, so something a friend of mine told me a little while ago, which was really useful for me, was, like Cass was saying, things you can smell. So, so Cass was saying, uh, and, and Cass knows to do this because, unfortunately, she's seen it happen way too many times mm-hmm. that she kind of knows how to, how to, I say unfortunately, but also fortunately, she knows how to calm me down. Um, and so <laughs> I, do, yeah, you'd be so a bit do, worse for uh, if I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, and so do a few of my friends because I have the best friends and they know exactly who they are. But um, <laughs> something, well, they do. They, they've had to deal with it enough times to know who they are. Um, so something I found was, okay, Cass would go, tell me three things you can see right now. And I would go, okay, my lamp, my carpet, my bed sheets. Tell me three things you can smell right now. And I'll say, I don't know, my wine, my chocolate, my candle i don't know my candle (laughs) tell me three things you can either taste or envision tasting think of three tastes like yeah and i'll tell three tastes etc 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 and what this does is it for me at least it brings me back to the moment yeah yeah and it brings me back to reality so the the third uh, and final one I think that we have to mm-hmm. to advise you on today is uh is breath and probably the most important. Yeah, I think breath is is really really fundamental because when you a lot of people the 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 most common symptom of a panic attack for a lot of people is is hyperventilating, hyperventilating. and yeah. and that obviously I mean that sets off a whole load of other reactions in your body which make you mm-hmm. kind of like not be 100% with it. So when it comes to breathing, if you can breathe with that person. So the amount of times that Fran has said to me or I've said to Fran, "Okay, take a deep breath in with me for 10 seconds. Ready? 3 2 1." And two, you need to really three, exaggerate four. it so that they do it yeah. with you and count with them and then do the same out and try and get some long deep and you know encouraging words like right okay that was good but calmer next time like deeper next time and i I believe in you i know you can do this you're safe you're with me yes yes reassuring them safe remind the person that they're safe that is really really important as well yeah remind you have to just bring them back to where they are yeah so when i've had panic attacks i've had both types i've had a slow build up Mm -hmm. of stress and anxiety or I've literally had someone touches me in the wrong way it's like a penny drops and yeah. boom 
I'm not in my same space. But the thing I can say is reassurance yeah. that they are safe and they and they are okay and they are with someone that they care about and someone that cares about them cares about them is is the, mo- the is world probably of the most important thing. And one last final point on this, on the topic of breath. Mm-hmm. There are these amazing, amazing, amazing animations on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you showed me them. I really liked it. Yeah, called Panic Boxes, I believe. And basically, if you type in um, into Google something along like anxiety breathing annotation, not annotation, animation, there we go. Anxiety (laughs) breathing animation, whatever it is. They're these little animations that kind of... They visualise the breaths that you can take. Yeah. And they are very calming. I only really, my friend only introduced them to me earlier on this year, and honestly, they are amazing. They are really good. I've never found it something so calming and so effective for me. Um, Doesn't that help you with your with insomnia as well? Yeah, yeah. I have to. Li- I uh, li- watch them when I'm ho- when I can't sleep, or often I listen to like meditation music. Mm. But that's for another time. <laughs> um, obviously, this isn't always accessible depending where you are, but you are somewhere where you can get yourself into a quieter, calmer space where you can watch these videos, even if you're on your own. This is such a great tool, especially when you're on your own, because you don't have that other person guiding you. You can have this animation guiding you. Mm -hmm. And then you can use some of the other techniques that we said, or if you're a friend um, of someone who's having a panic attack and you don't know necessarily what you've never dealt with it before, please take into consideration some of the stuff we're saying. Yeah. Like we said, it's not going to be the same for every person, but it is so important. I think um, it's time to wrap this up because the wine's starting to get to my head a bit. Yeah, I think we should wrap this episode up. If you have any questions or anything else DM us. like us to discuss, yeah, please, please uh, DM us, follow us on Instagram. Remember, it's at a higher state of mind and the I in higher is a one. Didn't fuck that one up like I did last week. This time, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you so so much for listening. Yes, to this if we you know it's a bit of a long one. If you've made it all the way this... through, honestly, mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that me and Cass are just very, very, very passionate about. Very uh, passionate something about. That, that is affects our lives on like a crazy, our friends, more or, or less very... daily basis. Easily on a daily, yeah. yeah, easily. Gosh, so forgive um, us for rambling, but um. We just have Thank a lot to say. Thank you for taking the time out your day to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we we still do have a lot to say. Oh so my God, I could fucking, I could go for another two or three hours. Yeah. Can I just if say, guys, to, to anyone who's still listening, um, the raw audio, so before we've edited this, is almost at the one hour, 30 minutes mark. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how long we've been we've fucking been talking about this while. one. Um, and yeah, quickly next week, we've got Pet Peeves and Icks coming up. Yes. Um, this is. It's going to be a more light-hearted guys. episode because this one's been so serious. We thought we'd make the next one a bit of a joke. Yeah, guys and girls. So if anybody has any funny it, yes, tell us your fucking pet peeves. Us, we're gonna put a poll on Instagram, sure. And Are we? Send us. Yes, send us. Um, okay. <laughs> send us your it. Send us your pet peeves. Not a poll a question answer oh q a yes okay cool we're gonna do a little q a thing on it please 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 yeah please 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 send us your peas and um peas pet peeves and like we always say if you know me in real life i'm not fran i'm heather bailey i am also heather bailey i thought you weren't recording and i was about to kill you oh my god imagine no